from the birthplace of radio's greatest era. Now, from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat to New York hospitality. All Joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, it is Thursday, and we are glad to welcome you into Radio Night Live. It is legal night, and that means that here in this uh, holiday season, you get Kevin McCullough and Imran Ansari talking about uh, the biggest legal stories of the day. And uh, Imran, it's good to see you. Good to see you, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Yeah, as always. Um, is there, I'm noticing a lot of headlines with the Supreme Court the last 24 hours or so. Is this the season where they officially kind of begin announcing what cases they're going to take up starting in January for the new cycle? Is that why we're seeing these headlines come out? Yeah, you typically get a preview around this time uh, as to the cases that will be heard uh, by SCOTUS. But, of course, the cases that we're likely going to be discussing in a few minutes, Kevin, are, are uh, certainly pressworthy uh, and will have uh, a lot of implications not only for the individuals involved, but also for the 2024 presidential election. So I think that's why we're hearing about these particular issues and some of these hot button topics. Yeah, you don't uh, seem to say, you don't seem to hear about the cases that the court's going to take up, you know, re- regulating uh, electrical wiring grids and, you know, places or uh, or farm rivers and how how the agriculture like you don't hear about those cases. What you hear about is it's all the stuff that people are get mad about. So um, it's kind of, I guess, uh, uh, truth for the trade there. Well, it is uh, going to be an interesting set of cases that they are talking about. And, um, you know, related to this first one, Donald Trump announced he wasn't going to uh, testify last week in the case here in New York. Uh, that case is not going to go to the Supreme Court, I really doubt. Um, but... Maybe it will. I don't know. But there are some other cases that are interacting with the highest court related to the former president. What's going on? Sure. I think the uh, the biggest issue that's going to be possibly taken up by SCOTUS regarding the Trump cases would be uh, the question of immunity. Um, and the Supreme Court uh, will have to decide whether President Trump is immune from the criminal prosecution for his actions uh, that uh, predated or preceded the January 6th events. Um, and, uh, you know, there's going to be a real uh, consequence to this in terms of timing, Kevin, uh, because this is a issue that seems to be fast-tracked to SCOTUS. Uh, and, of course, Trump has been trying to delay the prosecution, uh, you know, in various forums, including... Uh, that uh, related. As one Imran Ansari predicted, I just want to point out, talk yeah. about the prescience of my co-host here. He was like, uh, they're going to, they're going to, you know, there's a list of things that they're going to do to try to, you know, put some uh, extra time on the calendar for this. And this was one of the things you saw that they would probably do. Yeah, exactly. And, and on the uh, converse side, uh, this request to sort of leapfrog over the lower courts, uh, and go straight to the uh, uh, Supreme Court of the United States is being championed by uh, the prosecution, uh, you know, particularly Jack Smith. And it's only been done 49 times in history. Here's a little SCOTUS history. Uh, and uh, But 19 of those times were in 2019 based on some data that was compiled by um, the uh, University of Texas School of Law. Uh, so it's interesting to see how this has been uh, a phenomenon that was not necessarily uh, availed uh, by the Supreme Court in its history, but you've seen it uh, done 
more so now within the last sort of terms, the last few terms, than what has been done before. So it's interesting to see that. And, of course, the prosecution is trying to get this uh, issue decided by SCOTUS so then they can have an unfettered path uh, towards uh, the prosecution against Donald Trump. It's interesting because if you think about the makeup of the bench, Kevin, you would not think that someone uh, who, uh, you know, a, a, a prosecution or a prosecutor who would be looking to get this issue before SCOTUS, where many of those justices came about and receded during President Trump's uh, presidency. Uh, but I think that the strategy here is some confidence uh, in their issues that they want to bring before SCOTUS, but also uh, sort of clearing the way for a, a clean legal channel for that prosecution. Well, I think there's something interesting kind of uh, playing itself out here that we're not we're not really paying that close of attention to. But if you think about the issue of presidential immunity and you think about this case and and you know mr smith is wanting to make sure that he he can try this trial as, as quickly as he wants to and that's why he's asked the top court for it but there's a chance that they could say that he has immunity here and it could all go south too right i mean that's one of the outcomes that he's he's risking in that case but when you when you put that on one side of the ledger and then you look at a potential first son indictment with um, Hunter Biden and how Joe Biden could potentially use the power of commuting of sentences and, and you know, giving immunity and, and forgiving whatever. You're going to have presidential powers come into focus here in the next few months in ways that we seldom really ever have a discussion about, which I don't know that that's a bad thing. I think it's actually kind of a, a good thing for us to have a discussion about it and say, well, what what are presidents allowed to do and what are they not allowed to do? No, I 100 percent agree. And I think that uh, the ability uh, to uh, pardon, which is a, a an immense power for the president to have uh, really should be something that should be used and applied um, lightly and well thought out, right? If you're going to issue a presidential pardon for someone who has uh, been charged with a crime or convicted, um, and, uh, you know, that's something that should not be used lightly, and it should be really put under scrutiny um, by the American people when a president is utilizing that power uh, because it should never be done uh, in order to effectuate some sort of political advantage or political favor because then you're going to see that uh, the pardon power really abused. And let's just be honest with ourselves, Kevin. You've seen uh, presidents in the past, whether it be from you know Bill Clinton to Trump, really using that pardon power in a way which says, okay, have you you know are you pardoning this individual based on this merits, you know, that this was a uh, someone who should now benefit from that pardon, or is it because of, of currying political favor or, or uh, you know, maybe paying that political favor back yeah. uh, in some way? Well, and I just think it's, I mean, I'm, I'm trying not to laugh, but I'm sitting here smirking while you're saying this because obviously... The ideal is you don't want to be using it for personal political gain. Um, but do you think there's a there's an iota's chance in you know where that um, if Hunter is uh, brought up on charges and convicted that Joe Biden in in the level of kind of let's not call it corruption let's just call it his utilitarian approach to uh, the office doesn't doesn't get him out like I. I just think I have a hard time believing that that Hunter will see any jail time, even if there's significant evidence to his actions, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I know that there are people that oppose President Trump that are uh, wondering if uh, when Mr. Smith goes and he gets a, a rendering from the Supreme Court, if it doesn't go in his favor, if they're going to say if that was fair or not either. I guess it's one of the things that um, cynics have the right to question. <laughs> Is that does the system work? And especially on something like presidential pardons. Let's take a break. He's Imran. I'm Kevin. We've got uh, some some things to kind of uh, break down for you tonight because the Supreme Court is going to take uh, a number of cases that have already been kind of announced. I don't want to give you a behind the scenes on some of those. Stay here. Hey, Kevin McCullough, wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. 
Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, vice chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet. You need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best. Period. <laughs> so tune in, Eye on Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. That's Eye on Real Estate, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. Hi, Kevin McCullough. It's hard to believe, but the holidays will be here before we know it. So why not make them truly memorable this year on board the Atlantis yacht with New York Cruises? Captain Fred and the amazing New York Cruises staff go above and beyond with absolutely every detail. Whether you've been put in charge of planning the office Christmas party or looking to do something exciting for the holidays, why not take the party off land and on to sea? Call 212-633-1231 or visit NewYorkCruises.com and see how Captain Fred and his first-class yacht crew will make your special occasion an unforgettable day. The Atlantis of New York Cruises is the perfect venue for corporate events, weddings, engagement, and anniversary parties, reunions, retirement parties, birthdays, bar, bat mitzvahs, you name it. Call 212-633-1231 to book your unforgettable event today. Or visit NewYorkCruises.com. That's 212-633-1231 or NewYorkCruises.com. The Chosen, the highly acclaimed multi-season series based on the revolutionary life of Jesus of Nazareth is now available on DVD. Quantities are limited, but you can get an exclusive DVD offer at thechosennow.com. The first three seasons of the hit series, The Chosen, are now available on DVD. Quantities are limited, so don't wait. Get yours now at thechosennow.com. That's thechosennow.com. The perfect gift for family and friends. It's the ideal message for the holiday season. Buy The Chosen for yourself and for every person on your list. Don't miss The Chosen, the first three seasons available now on DVD. Supply is limited. Get this exclusive DVD offer for our listeners today. Go to thechosennow.com. Thechosennow.com. Wake up with Joe Piscopo at 6. Ride home with John Gathamatis at 5. On AM 970, The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Call in to the Joe Piscopo Show and let your voice be heard. Hey, let me go to Tom and Boca or Tom. Your show is, in my opinion, the great American story. Joe Piscopo's father, the family, Al, everybody in your show, you guys put together a team. I love your show. Everybody's beautiful. We're very fortunate to have a great American story, Joe Piscopo. Uh, Joe Piscopo, weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on AM 970. The Answer. Our hosts tell them like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970, the answer. Of all the boys, boys, boys. And now boys, from boys, New York, boys, boys, back boys, to boys. Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin boys. McCullough. Of all the boys I've known and I've known. And welcome back. It's Thursday night, uh, and we are so glad to have you with us on the legal night of Radio Night Live. Imran Ansari and Kevin McCullough, and we're just breaking down. The court in the last two days has made a bevy of announcements of cases that they're going to take up. And Imran, we didn't get into the, the, the weeds at all on the Jack Smith um, case. So what is he technically going to argue to the court uh, about... What it's not the substance of his case. That's not what they're going to be ta paying attention to. So, what are they going to be listening to? It, sure. The, I mean, the real issue here before SCOTUS in this uh, the immunity case, I'll call, would be whether uh, Donald Trump 
can even be charged for the alleg- uh, allegations that are related to uh, the uh, January 6th, 2021 events, um, or whether they're sort of presidential acts and he is subject to immunity. And I think that's going to be the question that's going to be decided before the court. And it, just think about the precedent that's going to be uh, made by that decision, because you have a really a landmark situation here where you have a former president being brought up uh, on criminal charges for actions that had occurred during the course of his presidency. And that question has not been decided. Uh, and it's right for the highest court of this land uh, in order to, to, to make that decision and render that decision because it's so unprecedented. Um, and I think that's why you, you're going to hurt sort of leapfrog, not only strategically as a prosecutor, if you want to bring Donald Trump to trial as fast as possible, you're going to look to leapfrog those lower courts. But it's almost like this is such a hot button issue, such an unprecedented unprecedented issue that doesn't have all that bevy of court decisions and prior case law to rely on that you want to just bring it straight up uh, to the Supreme Court. Do you think he's... Do you think think he's overplaying his hand a little bit? Let me just play the devil's advocate on Smith for a second. Because if you go through the lower courts, you might get a circuit that's relatively unfriendly to Trump and get a decision in your favor, thereby which you would you would expect that Trump would then appeal to the Supreme Court on Trump's side of this equation. You would just anticipate that that's what his team would do. Um doesn't Smith run a risk here of not even getting a lower court precedent set, uh, kind of on his terms, on his, on his, uh, preponderance before they're giving it the, I mean, cause I kid you not, they could come back and say he was in office. He's immune. You've not proven that, you know, what he's done was, you know, critical or, or dangerous or whatever. I mean, they could say whatever they want to say. And that's the end of his case. Like it doesn't go anywhere from that point. Yeah, but, you know, Kevin, I think it's the strategy here is just swiftness, right? Like it's this is a question that well, it's, it will be swift for Smith if it works out. But if he loses at the Supreme Court, then he's then Trump's claiming immunity and everybody goes home. That case is over. True. I mean, Kevin, true. But that's the risk you're going to take as a, yeah. as a, a litigator. Right. There's there's few times in our profession where there's an absolute certainty right Right. whether you're you're bringing a motion before a judge whether you're you're selling your case to a jury in our profession we're always dealing with the chance that either a a jury's not going to decide for our client or for the prosecution or the defense what have you whatever side you're on or a judge is going to decide the motion in a different way Um, when you have something so unprecedented uh, quite frankly you might as well go straight to the top. This isn't something that you need intermediate judges rendering opinions on when ultimately it would percolate up straight that to anyway. the court. Yeah. Right? So and let I, me I, ask you this. Yeah. If he if if Smith gets a determination from the Supreme Court and it goes in his favor, then obviously all of Trump's cases are gonna go forward. Georgia will go forward, uh the state cases are already going forward, uh, etc. If the court comes back and says no, he had immunity and his actions cannot be put on trial. Does that impact the Fannie Willis case in Georgia? Does that impact, um, you know, obviously the Jack Smith case in Florida and in, um, uh, and in, and in DC in terms of the, uh, the other things that are, that are there? Because it seems to me if they get that level of a precedent, then it, th- these other guys might be dead in the water too. Or am I wrong? No, you're correct. I mean, so if he's being indicted, uh, whether you're in Florida, Washington, or Georgia, and he's being indicted for crimes that allegedly occurred while he was president, and then you have the of SCOTUS basically saying that the U.S. Constitution confers absolute immunity on a president uh, for acts done during that term, then you're going to see a domino effect uh, where these other actions are going to go to the wayside and be dismissed also under that precedent. So it's certainly going to have an effect on these other uh, prosecutions, and I'm sure... Not the New York case, yeah. but the other ones. Yeah, no, the, well, the, the New York case. The civil related, case. Yeah, the civil case is its own beast in itself, right? It's dealing right. with 
um, uh, dealings with actions by the Trump Organization. Of course, that has then the personal uh, consequences for Donald Trump, and he's also a litigant in that case. But we're looking at these prosecutions based on acts that were done uh, during the term of presidency and whether the Constitution uh, confers the absolute immunity on a president for federal prosecution. So, so let me so let me ask this: if he if they make this argument, and worst case scenario for Jack Smith is the Trump is that the the court says, "Stamp, nope, he's done. You're done. Boom, all the cases are over." Best case scenario for Smith is they give him some degree of credence and say, yes, you're, you can, you can prosecute him. This is going forward, even though he was in office at the time. Is there the possibility for the less initiated, of which I would count myself among them, um, that the court does some sort of like Frankenstein type of ruling where they say, for actions that are held under this kind of behavior or this type of thing, Yes, he can be tried. Um, like, say they say that um, for the January 6th stuff, he can be tried uh, for, you know, whatever. But for the Mar-a-Lago documents case, um, he can't be tried for that. Is there any chance that they kind of, like, try to cut the baby down the middle here? Right, well, so they'll be, I think they will be looking at the issue before the court, right? So if if it's emanating out of a Jack Smith prosecution, uh, then they're going to be looking at that case. Now, whether well, he's got Mar-a-Lago and January 6th, so those are he's got those two kind of competing cases. Correct. But if you're going to be uh, then it's also going to be applied. It has to be applied evenly. Right. But of course, whatever petition or motion is going before the court uh, and if it's being done under certain index numbers or docket numbers, that's going to be uh, applied to that case. So if it's a Jack Smith uh, prosecution, uh, then that's what the court's going to be looking at. But the precedent will then follow in other prosecutions that are, have been brought against uh, Donald Trump, whether it be state level or what have you, right? Because uh, the federal precedent would be applied then to the state president because then it would be percolating up to the Supreme Court. So you don't think a Frankenstein type of kind of dividing up what types of issues he could stand trial for and not. You think it's all or nothing. Right, because I think the immunity question, uh, no matter what the charge is, is going to apply no matter what. Yeah. And this court doesn't seem to be one that wants to read extraneous meanings into the text. They they tend to be pretty textual in their um, in their conferences. Let's take a break. I've got a couple more questions. He's Imran. I'm Kevin. It's Legal Night. Fascinating stuff. Stay here. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting. Israel's defense minister says it will take months to destroy Hamas, predicting a drawn-out war. Yoav Gallant spoke Thursday in an interview with the Associated Press. His comments emerged as his country and its top ally, the United States, face increasing international isolation and alarm over the devastation from Israel's campaign in Gaza. It's looking increasingly unlikely that Donald Trump's 2020 election interference trial in Washington will start in March. Legal appeals up to the Supreme Court are threatening to delay the case. On Wednesday, the federal judge overseeing the trial put the case on hold while the former president pursues his claim that he's immune from prosecution. On Wall Street, the Dow by 158 points. The Nasdaq rose 27. More details at srnnews.com. Sponsored by Route 22 Toyota Service Department. If you're tired of dealing with dummies, go experience the smart way to service your Toyota. As a local business owner, you get called every week by marketing companies. We get it. We have hundreds of satisfied customers. Here's what a satisfied client recently said. Open enrollment is going great. We're hitting record numbers. Thank you so much for this report. It really is amazing to see how the marketing is really shaping our enrollment around the city. If you're a local business and ready for the next step, Google Salem Surround New York right now. Our experts are ready to help you take your marketing to the next level. Google Salem Surround New York today. 
Calling all patriots. Join me in Alaska in June 2024 for the adventure of a lifetime. For more information or to book, call 855-565-5519 or visit patriotsalaskacruise.com. Cats and Cosby, weeknights at 5 on AM 970, The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. You have all helped support my pillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me recently speak about the My Slippers, Giza Sheets, My Pillow 2.0, and more. Great news. The My Pillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. They are extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two Two hand towels and two washcloths. Regular price is seventy nine ninety eight for a limited time. You can get this six pack towel set for only thirty nine ninety nine with promo code Joe P. That's a fifty percent savings. Go to mypillow.com. Call eight hundred six five one zero seven nine eight. Use the promo code Joe P to save fifty percent on the MyPillow six pack towel sets. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. In recent days, presidents from three elite universities refused to say that the calls on their campuses for the genocide of the Jewish people would violate their school's code of conduct. I'm referring to the congressional testimony from the leaders of Harvard, MIT, and the University of Pennsylvania. The moral confusion, secularization, radicalization, the ideological corruption of American higher education has never been more evident. Those three women failed a basic moral test. Indeed, they steadfastly resisted making any categorical statement against calls for the mass murder of the Jewish people. This tells us a great deal about the rot of America's higher education. It also underlines the incongruity of how so many Christian parents and students think it would be a great achievement to get into those universities. Why are so many parents ready and eager to surrender their offspring to a moral swamp? Christian parents, when it comes to these schools, and increasingly elite American education, keep your children far, far away. Our hosts, tell them like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970, the answer. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. And now, from New York, back to Radio Night Live, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, we're back. It's a uh, legal night, and we haven't even gotten off the first uh, story yet. This is how interesting uh, I'm finding it. I hope that you are as well. Thank you for being here. Imran Ansari, of course, our legal guru, and Kevin McCullough, your uh, everyday fella, just sitting here asking questions. But Imran, um, a little history on Jack Smith. Um, you know, he brought a prosecution against a sitting governor in Virginia a few years ago, Bob McDonnell, and... Uh, the, the court spanked him nine to nothing, saying he didn't have his ducks in order and they threw out his, his conviction. Um, knowing that he's not always been the most careful litigator and prosecutor in the past, um, and understanding that the makeup, at least of the newer members, minus Katani Jackson Brown, but the, the, the three newer members that Trump put on the court all kind of reflect that kind of originalist textualism that the kind of Roberts wing of the court was already leaning towards with um, Alito and um, uh, Thomas and, and uh, the Chief Justice. And now you've got three more that are usually pictured in the press as being even more textual and more originalist than those three. And all along, your mentor, um, Professor Dershowitz, has said, that he does feel like all of these cases, if they did play themselves out, would go to the Supreme Court and most likely would be determined for Donald Trump's benefit, you know, odds on if, if the court acts as, as he thinks it would act, that this would, that would be probably how it would carry out. But the disadvantage for Smith is you don't get the quote convictions in Georgia and in DC. You don't get the press out of that. You don't get all of the ability to, you know, mar him as someone who was convicted of crimes and all the stuff that they're hoping to do. I mean, he's really putting a lot of weight in this theory that they're going to stand with him when he doesn't necessarily have a very good record there. And it seems the court is not of the makeup that you would typically expect him to want to go get. Right. So, Kevin, um, I mean, there again, there is certainly a risk that uh, the court 
does not decide in the DOJ's favor. But um, just by looking at he may also be looking at this. Right. So you, even though you have uh, a conservative bench uh, and you have a, a bench with justices that were appointed by uh, Donald Trump, um, they have indicated that they're not necessarily going to be, uh, uh, you know, favorable for Donald Trump in their prior voting. So uh, there was a 7-2 vote in 2020 uh, that the Supreme Court gave that Donald Trump did not have absolute right to block the release of his financial records from investigators in a criminal inquiry. And Justice Roberts, uh, with that decision stated, no citizen, not even the president, is categorically above the common duty to produce evidence when called upon in a criminal proceeding. So now, you know, that could be uh, a lens into the uh, into SCOTUS that, you know, if there's the right argument put before them. And this is should be the case, Kevin. Right. right. It shouldn't be and, and any favors, you know, well, it should all be based on the text of law. Like the, the, right. the law should be what determines it. Absolutely. Exactly. But they're not going to sort of carte blanche, just, uh, uh, you know, vote in a certain way. Right. On a and a case before them. So I think Jack Smith, he's taken a risk that these prosecutions could be torpedoed. And now precedent will be set uh, regarding immunity. But then again, he's also taking a chance that. The SCOTUS, SCOTUS will look at this, uh, in a different way and say, you know, there is no absolute immunity and no one is above the law. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but it's fascinating. Well, then it seems to me that if they get to that point, he's just right back to where he is now. And that even, even the substance of the cases is not something that the court's deciding. They're deciding, uh, precedent and standing basically is what they're saying. Does, does the president have standing to be prosecuted here? And, it's, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm puzzled by his approach here because he could lose everything. Um, and if he wins, he's just kind of like st- at the same starting block. Now, yes, it does give him a clear path to go forward with the prosecutions, but even at that, there's no guarantee that he convinces the juries, which he might in, you know, the early, early stages, but there's no, there's no guarantee that the, the appellate and the circuits and the Supremes would ultimately back him on the substance, you know, substance of those arguments. So Kevin, you got to look at it as a, uh, a path through the woods, right? And in this, uh, this is a, a path that has not yet been uh, carved out, so to say. So Jack Smith is the guy with the machete going into <laughs> uncharted territories. There's no, never been a prosecution against a former president like yeah. this. So he's doing what he can to legally clear his path. Um, there's a lot of criticism about this prosecution. Donald Trump has a lot of supporters, right? Getting the sort of stamp of approval, at least in the question of immunity, which is one of the biggest challenges that Donald Trump's legal team has put forth. Getting SCOTUS to say, no, there is no absolute immunity, sort of the the, the path gets clear, right? Um, and you have an answer as a prosecutor who is under a lot of criticism from Virtually half the country to say, well, no, he, there is no immunity and I can keep going forward with this on a fast basis. Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting to see for sure. He's Imran. I'm Kevin. There's actually other cases they're taking up. We'll touch on those next. We are proud. Proud to serve. To serve our country. To serve our local communities. To wear the uniform. To be a soldier. When ready calls. We are ready to stand with our brothers and sisters to defend, to serve, to fight. We're always ready. We're always there. We are the New York Army National Guard. Sponsored by the New York Army National Guard. Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525. War has played a key role in the history of the United States, from the nation's founding right down to the present. Wars made the United States independent 
kept it together, increased its size, and established it as a global superpower. Hi, I'm James Early, host of the Key Battles of American History podcast. In each episode, I discuss American history through the lens of the most important battles of America's wars. To start listening now, go to ParthenonPodcast.com or search Key Battles of American History on your favorite podcasting platform. Take it from Charlie Kirk. As I read this New York Times article, so I read the New York Times so you don't have to. Salem Media Group reaches more people than they realize. This is my favorite line of the whole thing. Their hosts are big names, and they have huge reach, which makes them one of the most powerful forces in conservative media. Step into our big names to help grow your business. To find out more about it, reach out to our general sales manager, Laura Schaefer, by calling 212-857-9639. Thank you for finally noticing. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Mike Gallagher doesn't find it difficult. It is really strange to hear people say, gosh, Mike, good for you standing up against anti-Semitism. Gosh, Mike, this is really bold of you to, to defend the Jewish people. How can you not? It's not hard. This should not be difficult for anybody. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 10 on AM 970. The answer. In Dinesh D'Souza's new blockbuster movie, Police State exposes the government's plot to control MAGA conservatives. These are anti-government. We are freedom of religion and freedom of speech. Violent extremists, and they must be dealt with. MAGA Republicans threaten the very foundation of our republic. Mass surveillance, censorship, and armed attacks. There's nowhere to hide. FBI, we have an arrest. 15 marked units on my property. Military-style soldiers pointing an automatic rifle at my head. Are we becoming a police state? It may be the Russia other people grew up in, but not my America. Directed by Dinesh D'Souza, Debbie D'Souza, and Bruce Shuley. Police state sounds the alarm. What we need is a person, and then we go find out what crime you did. How did we give the state this kind of power? Police state. They have their lists. Are you next? If they're coming for me, they're coming for you. Police state. Buy it or stream it now at Salem. Salemnow.com. Salemnow.com. America First with Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at 3 and evenings at 10 on AM 970. The answer. Ooh, what a little moonlight can do. Back to Kevin McCullough, live from New York. Ooh, what so glad you're with us. Kevin McCullough, it's uh, Radio Night Live, Legal Night, and Imran Ansari, my partner in crime. And in civil law, he does he does both. Um, but to Imran, I I just am so grateful for you because like all this year, I've learned so much every single Thursday when we get together um, about what's going on. Real quickly, the court is taking up a couple of other cases. One is not connected to the Trump situation at all, and it deals with uh, an abortion pill. We'll talk about that in a second. But r- real quick, give me the summation of what they're going to consider about the January 6th cases, because just yesterday there were headlines that some of the January 6th charges may be dropped pending a Supreme Court decision on, on cases related to that. What would that include? Sure. So SCOTUS is looking at um, the, a, a, an appeal based on a certain charge that many of the January 6th defendants were charged with, and that would be obstruction of an official proceeding. So uh, counsel for defendants have challenged the application of that charge uh, against many of the defendants um, in the January 6th uh, events, including um, uh, these are counts that Donald Trump himself uh, is facing. And... The argument there is that it was overbroad. The application of this charge was uh, overbroad, and it, it is more of a narrow statute. So uh, it sounds like you're saying that they're calling obstruction something that the defendants' representatives don't believe is obstruction because of the broad versus narrow definition. What what are they what are they saying was they were obstructing? Sure. So, uh, well. Essentially, the the um, continuance of governance, right? So, uh, being there with capital, uh, with the with Congress uh, and uh, the House in session, um, disrupting that proceeding was obstructing, uh, was was amounting to obstruction. Okay. So, what a U.S. District Court judge rule was that 
in order to meet the elements of that charge in an indictment, a defendant would have had to take some action with respect to a document, record, or other object to obstruct an official proceeding under the law. So if you are not able to show that a defendant took those actions, right? So being present uh, at the Capitol, engaging in behavior like we saw at the Capitol may not satisfy the elements of that charge. The Justice Department is coming back and saying uh, and challenging that ruling and saying that that was too limited of a reading of that statute. Okay. So, yeah. So if, if the guy that took Nancy Pelosi's laptop, he would satisfy the narrower ruling because he took the the speaker's laptop but Correct. if somebody yeah. but if somebody would like walked in and just walked through and walked back out again um they're saying that person didn't obstruct the official proceeding the person that stole the laptop or took her podium or did all the other stuff those guys they would fall under the more the more narrow understanding Correct. So, Kevin, it's about a degree of action and whether the action of the defendant satisfies the textual reading of that statute. Um, and listen, it's not to say that uh, other charges would not remain right. on certain defendants. It's just this particular charge. This particular charge. And they used it with for so many people. For That's why it would impact a lot of outcomes, because there were a lot of people charged under it. Yep. Okay. And for a defense attorney, you're doing your job. You're trying to knock out every charge for your client. Uh, and even if it's just one count on an indictment that you're able to get dismissed, uh, that's, that's means something, right? And it's, it's important for a defendant or defense counsel, uh, to do whatever they can to knock out even just one charge, even if others end up remaining. Now, what the Supreme Court would be deciding is, which definition should be abided by the lower court's ruling or what the uh, Justice Department is arguing before them? But what, what is the correct ruling? So, okay. if there was, if, so you, the two competing is the, uh, the appellate court versus the DOJ. Correct. Okay. Got it. That's helpful. Um, so it'll be, man, lot, lot of January 6th stuff going to be at Supreme Court, uh, this next, uh, season. That'll be very, very interesting. And again, historic. Lastly, yesterday I saw also that the Supreme Court is going to be taking up the issue of this Mephestron, I can't pronounce it. It's the, it's the abortion pill or, or the pill that is used to help prepare the woman's body for a medicated abortion. Um, it does not, I don't think, I don't want to say things out of law, but I mean out of turn, but I don't think the pill performs the abortion by itself. I think it has to be used in combination with something else. But nonetheless, this Mephes, whatever it is, um, that they're going to take a look at that. What, what is, what are the, what's the arguments related to that? So, of course, there uh, was the landmark decision by SCOTUS that overturned Roe v. Wade last year. So now uh, the whole question uh, about abortion and uh, the access to abortion is, of course, a very politically divided and religiously divided uh, issue. Uh, but again, once you have a, a decision like that, uh, there is going to be the litigation that follows it, right? So uh, what this, what SCOTUS is going to be weighing in on is whether this pill uh, uh, will be still made available um, and, of course, the Biden administration is standing by FD, the FDA approval of this uh, medication as being safe and effective. Uh, but we're going to be seeing more uh, litigation, I think, other than this going forward um, regarding, you know, the ability for a woman to have access to certain medications or procedures, because now we have the highest court in the land overturning Roe v. Wade. And of course, there's going to be competing uh, cases and, and actions throughout the country. Well, uh, and the outcome of that was they sent it back to the states and they said it's not a federal issue. States should be able to decide for themselves what they want. And as a result, you got a lot of states like New York, New Jersey, that still have abortion on demand as they had it before but then you've got i think it's 14 states that have banned it completely and you've got maybe four other states that have some degree of limitations on when you can get them and so forth is the argument that if this pill is available nationwide that it violates the sovereignty of the states that have chosen 
to not offer them in their, like in their, like say it's, I don't know, uh, Iowa. Say Iowa was one of them that said we don't want abortion legal in our state. By making that pill available in Iowa, does it, it does it override the state's rights? Is that the argument? Well, this is more of a a medication argument uh, or a a drug pharmaceutical argument, Kevin, because it's it's dealing with the FDA's approval of this medication. So they're arguing the actual approval of the drug, right? Because it's essentially a legal fight um, against the FDA's approval in a way which expanded access to this medication. Right. That it wouldn't, they wouldn't have had access to it before. I, I understand it now. Okay, we're, that's, that's the Supreme Court preview that we've got for tonight. When we come back, it's time for Imran to give us some Esquire etiquette. Stay here. If you're like me, you can't wait for the holidays to arrive. And thanks to Route 22 Toyota in Hillside, New Jersey, the wait is over. That's because Christmas came early this year in the form of savings. Right now, you can take $1,000 off every new Toyota in stock at Route 22 Toyota. That's $1,000 off MSRP on every new Toyota in stock now through New Year's Eve. That camera you've been eyeing is 1000 less. The all-new Grand Highlander is a grand cheaper. Even the reliable Toyota RAV4 can be driven off Route 22 Toyota's lot for 1000 less. Now through the end of the year, but don't wait because... Because this offering is while supplies last and based on a first-come, first-served basis. Call 973-705-8905 to reserve your vehicle today. Again, that's 973-705-8905 to lock up a new Toyota from Route 22 Toyota at 1000 off. So don't miss out this holiday season. Save $1,000 off any new in-stock Toyota at Route 22 Toyota in Hillside, New Jersey. And don't forget to tell them Joe Piscopo sent you. Some exclusions apply. See dealer for details. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I've been talking about the court reporting program at Plaza College for some time now. Well, Plaza College has been around since 1916, and not only do they have the School of Court Reporting, but they have four other schools of study, including their new School of Nursing. The Accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. And I'd like to offer congratulations to the first graduating cohort of nursing students. This first cohort began with 20 students and 18 successfully completed the program. What an accomplishment. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It's incredible. I saw it myself. For additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study, like their School of Business or Paralegal Studies or School of Allied Health, email info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. Urgent Camp Lejeune settlement message. On September 6th, the government announced it will soon begin providing fast, guaranteed settlements to Camp Lejeune Marines, families, and civilians. Awards will range between $100,000 and $550,000 with an option for higher amounts. If you or a loved one spent time at Camp Lejeune and suffered cancers of the bladder, liver, or kidneys, leukemia, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, Parkinson's, or kidney issues, you may qualify for compensation and could be paid within 60 days after accepting your settlement with your VA benefits fully protected. You may be entitled to a significant financial award for your Camp Lejeune claim, but you must act now. Call the James Harris Law Camp Lejeune helpline now to get the compensation you deserve. We're already fighting for thousands harmed by the water at Camp Lejeune. Call now or you may forever lose your right to be awarded a settlement between $100,000 and $550,000. For your free evaluation, call 800-299-7878. That's 800-299-7878. 800-299-7878. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Brandon Tatum is next on AM 970, The Answer. Once more, from New York, Radio Night Live, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, final few minutes of um, Legal Night here at Radio Night Live. And I did want to take just a brief second to send the Radio Night Live family's uh, thoughts and prayers and condolences to the Episcopal family. Some of you listening yesterday may have heard that um, Joe lost his dearly loved mom. He, I don't, I've never heard someone talk about their mom the way Joe Piscopo talks about his mom on the radio and just how much affection he had for her. So as you can imagine, this is a tough time for the family. Um, and we, we just want to add our voice to the, 
prayers and condolences and uh, empathy uh, for the Piscopos as they go through this time. Imran, having said that, um, it is time for Esquire Etiquette. This is where you help us learn how to be better legal citizens. Sure. So, Kevin, uh, it's the holiday season, and a lot of people are doing a lot of online shopping and putting their personal information out there in the public sphere. Uh, and it also uh, lends itself to a time where there may be some unscrupulous people who take advantage uh, of others in the holiday season, and they may have access to, you, you know, or you may be um, in a situation where you're asked to give access to certain personal information or financial information, uh, and that may be someone looking for, you know, ho- donations to a charity over the holiday season, or it may be just you using your uh, online platforms to shop where you're putting your credit card information, financial information out there. I don't so, think uh, my bride has stepped one foot into a store this year. I think she's done all of it on her phone. So which is now you're getting me worried here. So go ahead. What's what's what do I need to know? So if you find yourself in a position where you have your financial information uh, and personal information hijacked, if you will, or you're you know you find yourself confronted with a scam, uh, you know, someone trying to get you to give money to a charity and you look it up and it doesn't exist. Um, you should report that to law enforcement, of course, uh, and you should take certain measures to safeguard yourself. Uh, it's always important. Uh, if you're a victim of some sort of crime, uh, to cooperate with law enforcement, to report it, uh, and then also explore your, your legal avenues uh, and remedies on the civil side uh, in order to, say, undo some of the harm that you may be experiencing. So my point is just be careful during the holiday season. Uh, of course, we all want to enjoy it, but there's always those unscrupulous characters who try to take advantage of people's goodwill uh, for, for nefarious purposes. Uh, and you should make sure that you are legally protected and always, uh, you know, don't be shy about reporting things to law enforcement if you find yourself as a victim of a financial crime like that. They're the uh, online version of the squeegee guys. They run up to yeah. your stoplight while you're online and they, and they spray the stuff all over your window and they say to wipe it off for you. <laughs> That's, that's basically in an electronic theft kind of way. That's that's what they're doing. They're living up to. Well, Imran, thank you for all of the insight tonight, especially on the Supreme Court stuff. We've got lots of things to talk about in 2024, and I hope, friend, that you will join us. Uh, thank you again uh, for being here. And tomorrow night we will talk about how to have some fun this weekend when uh, the Fun Friday team, uh, Christine, Nicholas, and others join us for the final edition of Radio Night Live for this week. Imran, have a good night. Folks, you do too. We'll be back tomorrow.